When you make decisions for your company, you always look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing and shipping to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your process to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, books, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart if you sell online. Schedule package pickups through the dashboard and automatically see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers with rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are, even on the go. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other business decision makers with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Welcome back, everyone, to 1001 Radio Crime Solvers. This is your host, John Hagedorn. Today, two episodes of Richard Diamond, Private Detective. Enjoy. Richard Diamond, Private Detective. Oh, good evening, Mr. Diamond. Evening, Francis. You look like you're going out. Yes, sir. Miss Asher wants me to go down to the delicatessen for some cold cuts. Where is Miss Asher? In the study, sir. Well, I'll see you later, Francis. Why don't you bring back some roll mop? Roll mop, sir? Herring with the bends. Very toothy. Uh, yes, sir. Ali, Ali, oxen free. Red. Hi. Hi. Well, get the silk thing there. Lounging pajamas. Yeah. I guess we're going to stay in, huh? Uh-huh. I just sent Francis out for some food. Uh, I met him at the door. Look, I've got to do a few things in the kitchen. Why don't you stretch out on the couch and take it easy until dinner's ready? Okay, I'm, uh, I'm pretty tired. Might rock out. No, a little sleep might do you some good. Here, read a magazine if you want to stay awake. Hmm? Oh, swell. Gory detective. Who sends you these things? The corpse of the month? Mm-hmm. Pretty bad. I won't be long. Okay. Oh, no. The case of the bloody... Oh. <sighs> it was going on 11 o'clock, and the fog encircled the old house like a thin, wet blanket. Oh, swell. The figure of a man crept stealthily across the gravel of the garden path. Oh, these riders really dream it up. Psst. Hmm? Psst. Hmm? Mr. Diamond? What? How did you get in here? I followed you from your office. Shh. You left the door unlocked when you came in. Well, now, look. I know I shouldn't have come into someone else's house, but, but this is a matter of life and death. Hey, stop pulling down the blinds. I don't want anyone to see us talking. Well, you're on the eighth floor. Who's chasing you? A herd of monkeys? Please, please, you must listen. Now, look, if you got troubles, come to my office in the morning. Tomorrow morning may be too late. I'm supposed to die tonight. Try, try breathing. You expand your chest, take a lung full of air. No, no, I... Yeah, it does wonders, keeps you around for days. You better get out of here. Please, Mr. Diamond, don't give me away. Please. Uh, yeah, baby, uh, wait a minute. A duck under the desk. Oh, bless you, Mr. Diamond. 
thought I heard you talking to someone. Talking? Oh, no, no. Must have been reading out loud. This is swell literature. Hmm. The case of the grisly ghost. Oh. I like to keep up on the exploits of a private detective. You don't tell me anything about your cases. I'm modest. Hey, you got your coat on. Where are you going? Oh, Francis just called. He's had a flat tire. I'm going to pick him up in the other car. Uh, Don't you want me to do it? Uh Oh, I'm not going to let you out of this house. I'll be right back. Okay. Read the grisly ghost. It's not bad. Bye, baby. Bye. Okay, Spider-Man, you can come out now. Oh, thank you. Now, what the devil's going on? I told you my life's in danger. I need help. Tell me about it. I haven't time now. Come to this address in about an hour. My name's Leeds. Leland L. Leeds. Oh, for Pete's sake. I must get back before they miss me. I don't want them to know I got out. Say I called you and told you to come over. Here's the address on this card. Please don't fail me, Mr. Diamond. Now, wait a minute. My fee's a hundred a day in expenses. Of course, of course. I'll have a check for you. Goodbye. He went out like an undertaker stealing a can of embalming fluid. And I poured myself something just about as strong. Helen would scalp me for leaving, but for some reason, nutty little guys like that interest me. I left Helen the note saying I'd be back later and took off to the address Leland L. Leeds had given me. It was out of town about ten miles, but after hunting around for a while and running up a good-sized taxi fare, I finally found the house. Yes? Uh, uh, yes. I, I, I got a call from a Mr. Leeds at this address. He asked me to come over. My brother? I don't know. Well, it couldn't have been. He's very sick. He's upstairs sleeping. Well, he was just coasting off to Dreamland when he called me. I, uh, I think you'd better let me in. Oh, a detective. All right. Just, uh, what did my brother tell you, Mr.? Uh, Diamond. He said his life was in danger. I'm Nina Leeds. I think you'd better come into the living room, Mr. Diamond. Dr. Miller can explain things better than I can. Sure. Roger? Hmm? This is Mr. Diamond. He's a detective. Oh? Lee just called him. This is Dr. Miller, Mr. Diamond. Hello, Doctor. How do you do? You from the police? No, no. Private stuff. Oh, I see. Oh, Mr. Diamond, I'm afraid you made a trip for nothing. Well, here are the drinks. Uh... Oh. George, uh, this is Mr. Diamond. He's a private detective. What? Mr. Diamond, this is George Brodine. How are you? Well, fine, thank you. Anything wrong? I don't know. Lee phoned Mr. Diamond and told him he was in danger. How did you know that, Doctor? I told Miss Leeds what he said, but not you. I'm Mr. Leeds' doctor. He's having a nervous breakdown and suffers from an extreme persecution complex. If he called a detective, I'm sure he must have said something like that. That's quite correct, Mr. Diamond. What do you do, Mr. Brodine? Why, I'm with the New York Museum. I'm a friend of the family. I've been watching Lee break up for the past month. Mm Mm-hmm. May I talk to your brother, Miss Leeds? I don't think you can. I gave him a very strong sedative. Let me get you a drink, Mr. Diamond. When Lee wakes up, you can talk to him. Sure. We went into the bar and she got out a big bottle and two glasses. I forgot all about Leland L. Leeds for a while and started uh, concentrating on his lovely sister. It was easy. Champagne? Uh, Sure, but I've run out of slippers. I've got a small foot. Might take you a long time to get a nut. I drink fast. It's the open toes that bother me. I like the patter. Where'd you come from? Same place you did, lover. Experience Alley. What do people call you after they get to know you better? Oh, different things at different times. For now, you can call me Rick. And later? Oh, you'll think of something easier. It's like that when you haven't got much time to talk. Here's to later, Rick. Uh, yeah. 
What does a doctor specialize in? Roger's a brain specialist. Mental disorders, mostly. <coughs> it's Lee. He's off again. <coughs> Maybe he's been listening to Sam Spade. Come on. You'd better stay down here, Nina. I'll take care of it. I'm going up. Lee needs me. Uh, George, get my baggage in the hall. All right. You'd better not come in, Mr. Diamond. I think I'd better. <coughs> Lena. Lena. Lee, what is it? I saw the blood again. Oh, Mr. Diamond, I'm glad you came. Now, calm down, Lee. Everything's going to be all right. Get away from me. He thinks I'm insane. You all do. You want my idol and you stop at nothing. Now, there's no sense in this much self-indulgence. Uh, here's not... your bag, Roger. Thanks. What are you going to do? Just give you something to make you sleep. I don't want to sleep. I'll wake up and see the blood again. There's no blood. It's just your imagination. You're overwrought. You think I'm crazy. But I saw it. I tell you, I saw it. Now, this won't hurt. No, I... I, I don't want to sleep. Please, Mr. Diamond, help me. Lee, do what Roger tells you I... for my sake. Come on, come on, come on. The injection should take... I'll get just up. Just a minute. I, I, I wouldn't go to sleep. Lee, please. Then leave Mr. Diamond with me. I want to talk to him. Well, I guess it'll be all right. Don't stay too long, Mr. Diamond. I want him to rest. Okay, Doctor. Remember, he's not at all rational. Come on, Nina. I'll see you downstairs, Mr. Diamond. Hey, what's the idea, Leeds? I'm locking the door. I don't want anyone coming in. Pardon me for walking around in circles. I've got to stay awake. Uh-huh. Those people downstairs are trying to drive me crazy. They must have been working overtime. And they're after my idol. Your what? My idol. That carved image standing on the night table. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Here. Here, look at it. Look at it. Well, that's dandy. How many box tops did you have to save? Mr. Diamond, at this moment, you are holding $100,000 in your hand. I am? Last month, my grandfather passed on and left his entire estate to my sister and me. Among the effects was that idol. It was left to me. What is it, platinum? Oh, no. No, Mr. Diamond. That is the lost idol of King Tut. I always wondered what happened to it. Oh, oh then you know the legend. Well, uh, I'm a little, little hazy on it. Maybe you'd better bring me up to date. Oh, of course, of course. It was supposed to have been buried with King Tut. However, the story goes that a slave absconded with it before they sealed the tomb. And that makes it worth 100000 I guess so. Uh, you guess. You don't know? I only know what my grandfather told me before he passed on. He told me its value and said there was a curse on it. Uh, what does it say? Crime doesn't pay? Well, Mr. Diamond, it seems that on the first night of the new moon, after one has gained possession of the idol, he will die. Next week, Tom Swift and his electric grandmother. You don't believe me. Oh, sure. No, you don't. You're just like the rest. But it may interest you, Mr. Diamond, to know that one month after the idol was uncovered and my grandfather gained possession, he died. It was a new moon. How old was he? Seventy-four. Oh, well, that couldn't be it. Now relax and tell me why you came to me. What about your fee? Oh, forget it. You can just buy me a broom to ride around on. Good night, Mr. Leeds. Remember, Mr. Diamond, it's a new moon. You don't have much time. Oh, brother... Did you talk to her, Mr. Diamond? Uh, you might call it that. Now do you understand? Your point's well taken, Doctor. What about that hunk of stone? Maybe if you gave him a teddy bear? Oh, the idol he's got is absolutely worthless. His grandfather had the same unusual ideas about it. Is there such an idol? Oh, there's a legend, but no one has ever found even the slightest clue that it's a fact. Now, I've examined Lee's idol, and it's certainly not worth more, oh, any more than the granite it's carved from. Hmm. Well, I'll be saying good night. I hope he gets better. Can't I get you another drink, Mr. Diamond? You certainly deserve something for your trouble. Uh, no, thanks. Uh, goodbye, Doctor. Mr. Rodine. Thanks, Miss Leeds. I wish I could make this up to you. I'll uh, take a rain check. It'll be raining a lot this month. Uh, yeah. Well, good night, Miss Leeds. Good night. <laughs> 
went out and got a cab. As far as I was concerned, the frightened little man in the nightshirt was going to end up modeling straitjackets, and the private detective would only add to the confusion. It was 8 o'clock, and I told the cabbie to take me to 975 Park Avenue. Helen would be angry, but it was worth going back to. A couple of hours with her could make a guy as contented as a bear that had just cornered the honey market. We pulled up in front of Helen's apartment, and I paid the cabbie. I was just going in when a small convertible skidded to a stop in front of the building. Mr. Diamond! Mr. Diamond! It was Leland L. Leeds again, and you could still see part of the nightshirt under his top coat. He leaned out of the car window and called. Over here, Mr. Diamond. Please, I must talk with you again. I'd had enough of the jumpy little man with the idol, so I started into the apartment without answering. He called again, climbed out of the car, and started to cross the street toward me. I looked back just in time to see the other car swing in toward me. I ran back into the street and looked after the disappearing car. The lights were off, and I couldn't get the license number. It was too far away. I leaned down with the little man in the nightshirt. He was pretty far away, too. He was dying in a hurry. Mr. Diamond? Yes, Leaves? Take the idol. When you left, I... I found out why it was worth all that money. They... They didn't want me to tell you, so... So they... They followed me and... And ran me, ran me down. It's... It's in my coat pocket. He died lying on his back in the street. Several people were coming out of the building, so I reached into his pocket and pulled out a chamois bag. I guess the idol was inside, so I put it in my coat and went in to call the police. Mr. Diamond, Miss Asher's been worried. Hello, Francis. Tell her I'm back and let me use the phone. Certainly, sir. She's upstairs. Is something wrong, sir? You look worried. Man got hit by a car. I've got to call the police. Oh, my goodness. Is he hurt badly? Bad enough to get buried. Oh, my goodness. Homicide, Sergeant Otis. Otis, let me talk to the lieutenant. Is this Diamond? No, it's the Beaver Boys. Now put the lieutenant on the phone. What do you do with all those tired jokes? You can't keep using them. I give them away to idiots. Want to start a collection? Ooh. Lieutenant Levinson. Walt, this is Diamond. I got a body for you. I go off duty in 20 minutes. Call back then. Lying out in front of Helen's apartment, 975 Park. Rick, my stomach is bothering me. Why can't you be a good boy and stay out of trouble? Take some soda and get over here. Take some soda? Every time you call, I end up taking enough to give an elephant the hiccups. Well, you're a fine one. Oh, I'm sorry, Rick. I didn't know you were on the phone. Uh, wait a minute, Walt. Hello, baby. I'm talking to the lieutenant. Hmm. Aren't you afraid you'll catch cold in that thing? I'm mad at you. Oh, you're cute. Hey, what's going on? Uh, just Helen. If you could see her, your ulcers would start popping like chestnuts. Uh, say hello. Now, uh, the law sends you his greetings. Hello to the law. Uh, she says... I know. I heard it. Now, what about the stiff? His name's Leland L. Leeds. He got belted by a car. It was too far away to get the number. What makes you think it's a job for homicide? Get over here and Helen will give you the story. I've got some work to do. But uh, wait a minute, Rick. Oh, you're getting lazy. What's the matter? Don't you want to find out things for yourself? Rick, what happened? Francis told me some man got hit by a car. Right on your doorstep. Oh. Let's go into the other room, baby. I'll tell you all about it. <laughs> We went into the warm study and Helen poured me a tall drink. 
I briefed her on what had happened earlier in the evening, and she sat down next to me. There's something about red hair that does things to me. It smelled fresh and clean, and with her that close, I could have been sitting in the middle of the Arctic and still kept my temperature above 102. Rick, do you have to go back out there? Well, somebody's got to tell his sister, and in a way, I feel a little responsible. Are you going to give her the idol? Hmm? The idol. The thing you took from poor Mr. Leeds' coat. You could at least show me what I'm playing second fiddle to. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I nearly forgot about it. Oh, here it is in this chamois bag. Oh, what an ugly little thing. And that's supposed to be worth all that money? Well, that was what leads, uh... Hey, something's missing. Yeah, one of the eyes. Must have come loose when the car hit him. Probably in the bag. Yeah, yeah, there it is. Rick! Yeah. Well, it was painted over. You'd never guess it unless you pried it loose. Well, it's as big as a marble. Is it real? Well, you've got enough of them around, you tell me. It is. Rick, I think it's a pigeon blood. Why, it's worth a fortune. What are you doing? I'm scratching the other one. Well, Mr. Leeds wasn't so squirrely after all. This is ridiculous. You only read about things like this. Two pigeon blood rubies. No wonder he thought it was worth $100,000. He said he found out tonight. He must have been scratching at them. Oh, then it wasn't just a hit and run. I don't know. Baby, I don't want to get hung up with a lot of explanations to Walt. Rick, what are you doing? Taking the other eye out. There. Now, now here. Hang on to these and don't let them get out of your little hot hand. When Walt gets up here, tell him what I've told you. Well, will you be back? An hour ago, I laughed at a little guy when he told me he was going to die. He said it was a full moon and he had a curse on him. I'm still a skeptic, but I'm a new boy when it comes to voodoo. I've got to hurry over there before the whole bunch of them turn into bats. I went down in the service elevator and out on the street. The wagon was driving off with Leeds, and Walt and Otis were going into the building when I slipped up to the convertible and got in. Leeds had left the keys in the ignition like I figured, so I took off and headed across town. Twenty minutes later, on a lonely stretch of road, I started counting suspects. All three of them could be in on it. Dr. Miller, who said Leeds was insane. George Brodine, a man from the museum who said the idol was worthless. And that lovely sister. I didn't notice the car pulling up behind me until it was too late. It was doing a good 70, and as it swung around to pass me, the guy at the wheel cut in sharp and hit me broadside. Hey, look out! I went through a white fence and over an embankment. The car rolled, and somebody dropped the night on my head. I went to sleep. I don't know how long it was before I started coming around, but when I tried to shake myself back, it was like pulling my head out of a barrel of molasses. It stuck to my eyes and plugged up my ears. I tried to claw the stickiness away, but my hands were like two baseballs. I moved my shoulders and felt the stiffness in my back. It spread out to my hands and down to my feet. I opened my mouth and took in a lot of air. I finally made it. Someone was trying to get me from the highway, so I pulled myself clear of the wreck and started moving in a circle, keeping whoever it was at a good distance. I was too pushed around to put up a fight, so I made it back to the highway and walked along until I found a little gas station on the road. The joint ain't open. And then your lock's busted. No, it ain't. Then I floated through the wall. Where's your phone? It ain't for public use. Try isn't. 
Okay, wise guy. The joint isn't open. The phone isn't for public use. And you isn't so big you can't get tossed out on your face. And you isn't so wealthy, five bucks won't make a difference. Oh, why didn't you say so? Phone's on the wall. Thanks. You know the Leeds family? Yeah, they get gas here sometimes. Hello. Evergreen 34369, operator. How far is the house from here? I'm a little turned around. About a half a mile. Hello, Francis. Is Lieutenant Levinson still there? No? I'll just tell him to get out to 19319 Jackson Heights Boulevard. I've got a killer for him. Yeah, oh my goodness. Now hurry it up. You a cop? Shamus. What do you take for the use of your car for an hour? My wife would kill me. I'll drive you wherever you want to go. He gave me a lift in his old sedan, and ten minutes later I was ringing the doorbell to the Leeds house. I was glad the girl answered. She made me feel better right away. Oh, Mr. Diamond, come in. Oh, thank you. Where are your friends? Roger and George. They went out to look for my brother. He disappeared right after you left. I'm terribly worried. Oh, uh, have you got that drink? I could use it now. Certainly. I don't know why Lee ran off like that. He shouldn't have been driving in his condition. Were Roger and George together when they left to look for Lee? No, they took separate cars. Why? Has something happened, Mr. Diamond? Have you heard from my brother? I guess I'd better give it to you straight. Your brother's dead, Miss Leeds. I'm sorry. Dead? Oh, no. He was hit by a car. It's all because of that horrible idol. That stupid, horrible idol. If my grandfather hadn't told Lee it was worth that much money, this never would have happened. Did you think it was worth anything? No, of course not. But we couldn't convince Lee. Now he's dead. <laughs> would you please answer that, Mr. Diamond? Sure. You take it easy. <laughs> Nina, I... Oh, what are you doing here, Diamond? Did you find Lee? Why, no. No, I didn't. I've gone to every place I thought he could possibly be. I even looked up your address when over there, but the building was closed. You better go in and see Miss Leeds, Doc. She's pretty upset. Upset? Nina, what's wrong? Oh, Raj, it's Lee. He's been killed. What? That's right. But how did it happen? Bingo. I'll tell you as soon as I let Mr. Brodine in. There, there, Nina. Just let yourself on. Come in, Mr. Brodine. Well, Mr. Diamond, what are you doing here? I think I'd better have a sign made. The doctor and Miss Leeds are in the living room. Something happened? Mr. Leeds is dead. What? This is the most surprised household I've ever run into. Roger, is this true? I guess so. Oh, I'm terribly sorry, Nina. Is there anything I can do? No. No, thank you. Where did this happen, Mr. Diamond? In front of 975 Park Avenue. Car hit him. I was with him when he died. Oh, this is terrible. I thought at first it was an accident, but I'm not sure. What do you mean? When I left to come out here, someone ran me off the road, nearly killed me. Who would want to kill Lee and then try to kill you? <laughs> probably a coincidence. Certainly, certainly. Probably just a drunk. Could have been. Lee gave me this before he died. A chamois bag. What's in it? The idol. Well, that awful thing. What do you want done with it, Miss Leeds? I don't care. Just get it out of this house. What are you going to do? I don't know. You want the thing, Doctor? Why, what for? That's a good question. How about you, Brodine? You want it? Oh, well, what would I want a worthless piece of stone for? Well, as long as no one wants it, may I use this fire poker, Miss Leeds? What are you going to do with it? The idol is worthless. It's caused a lot of trouble for you and your family. I'm going to break it up. 
barrel brought in, you're sure getting grabby. All right, now all of you stay right where you are. Well, for a museum collector, that's a pretty modern gun. Yes, and I know how to use it. George! This is the hokiest case I've ever been on. Even the dialogue's bad. I suppose you think you're pretty clever making me show my hand like that. I read Gory Detective. I found that the idol was really worth all that money, but I had to make the killer tip himself. You did. Mr. Diamond, do you mean my brother was really right all along? In a way, yes. He believed what his grandfather told him. But it wasn't until tonight when he scratched one of the eyes of the idol that he knew for sure. Scratched one of the eyes? That's right. Pigeon blood rubies painted over. Now I'm leaving you. That's good, but you're minus something. Minus what? A couple of rubies. I took them out of the idol. You're lying. Take a look at the bag. What? They're gone. I'll kill you for this. Give me the gun, George. Look out. He's going to shoot. Give me the gun. All right, everyone. This is the police. He shot Diamond, all right, Lieutenant. Put the bracelets on him, Otis. Sure. Come here, you. Not him. Put him on Diamond for disturbing the peace. Pin the medal on the other guy. No, no, no. Sure no. thing. How do you like that, wise guy? <laughs> oh, no. Rick? Oh, I'm dying. Ricky? Oh. Rick, wake up. Uh, 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 all right, all right, George, drop the gun. Rick, you've been dreaming. Uh, oh, hello. Oh, you were having a big, fat nightmare. Oh. I came down from upstairs and you were asleep on the couch with gory detectives. Oh, well, well, I started reading some story and I got mixed up with the Egyptian idols and the rubies. I got shot. That's the case of the ruby eyes. That was the craziest dream. I solved the crime and got shot six times for my trouble. Oh. Oh, Lieutenant Levinson and Otis came in and arrested me for disturbing the peace. After you were shot six times? Yeah. <laughs> Otis loved it. That wasn't in the magazine. I worked out my own ending. Move in. That's pretty. What are the lyrics? Well, uh, an awful lot of them. <laughs> I'll sing them. Okay. I'm sitting high on a hilltop. Oh, I remember that. Tossing all my troubles to the moon. It's from Thanks a Million. Where the breeze seems to say, don't you worry. With Alice Payne. Things are bound to pick up pretty soon. Here neath the sky on the hilltop, seems to me the world is all in tune. I forget all the bustle and hurry. Tossing all my troubles to the moon. Someone will love me And everything will be just grand Just so the stars up above me Continue doing business at the same old stand It's mighty sweet in the evening When I've had a busy afternoon Sitting high, high, high on a hilltop Tossing all my troubles to the moon Sing it again, Rick. I'm sitting high on the hill. Oh, Rick, the grouch. Yeah, listen to that. Where the breeze seems to say, don't you hey. worry. <laughs> how you like that, wise guy? Oh, that's really awful. Yeah, well, maybe you know how I feel when you open that big bazoo of yours. You mean I sound like you do? Look, Diamond, what do you think the rats keep jumping out of my window for? Well, maybe if you had some plastic surgery. <laughs> 
and your crummy jokes are as bad as your crummy singing. So please, save the world from a horrible fate and cut your throat or something. Oh, yeah? Well, let me tell you all about... Oh, I'm sitting high on a hilltop, tossing all my trouble. Hey, you! You have just heard Richard Diamond, Private Detective, starring Dick Powell. Helen was played by Virginia Gregg, Lieutenant Levinson by Ed Begley. Also in our cast were Wilms Herbert, Peter Leeds, Yvonne Patey, Stephen Dunn, and Jack Crucian. Music was under the direction of Frank Worth. Richard Diamond is written and directed by Blake Edwards. Portions were transcribed. Dick Powell soon will be seen in the screen version of the best-selling novel, Mrs. Mike. <laughs> now, this is Eddie King inviting you to be with us again at the same time next week when we will again bring you Dick Powell as Richard Diamond, Private Detective. What's on NBC tomorrow? Detective story fans will want to hear Madeline Carroll and Basil Rathbone in the detective melodrama, The Amazing Dr. Clitterhouse, tomorrow on Theater Guild on the Air. And for more detecting, listen tomorrow for The Adventures of Sam Spade. He'll present his most humorous caper of the season. Yes, you'll enjoy both Theater Guild and Sam Spade tomorrow on NBC. Next, it's Free Ride to Danger with Dorothy McGuire on NBC. Have you heard about the 2018 study that showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? No? Well, now you have. I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual a company making traceability the new standard in the supplement industry. I remember staring at my prenatal vitamins and finding all these things I was trying to avoid. High amounts of heavy metals, synthetic colorants, and unnecessary ingredients. So, at four months pregnant, I quit my job and started Ritual because I believe that all women deserve to know what they're putting in their bodies and why. I'm so proud of our prenatal vitamin. The ingredients are 100% traceable, it's third-party tested for microbes and heavy metals, and recently received the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. You see, we trace like a mother because, let's be honest, no one cares quite like a mother. But don't just take my word for it. Trace for yourself with 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. 
book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Portions of the following program are transcribed. Here is Dick Powell as Richard Diamond, Private Detective. Are you, Mr. Diamond? Creditor or client? I'm a client. I'm a diamond. I'm glad. It's a little informal, but hello, glad. Call me Rick. Oh, oh no. No, no, no. My name is, is Julia Bates. Mrs.? Yes, but you don't have to call me Mrs. Bates. I'm a widow, you see. Oh. In fact, it, it may help our relationship if you call me Julia. Oh, well, here we go again. All right, Julia, you can call me Rick. The fee's 100 a day in expenses. I want you to stay at my house tonight. Uh, I said a hundred a day in expenses. Oh, the, the fee is all right, Mr. Uh, Rick. Money means nothing. Yeah, well, you think your way and I'll think mine. I'll make out a check right now. No hurry. Anytime in the next ten seconds. Hmm. Oh, there. Uh, thanks. Now, about this assignment. Well, it, it may sound silly, but I'm afraid of the house I live in. Oh, dandy. I said it might sound silly, mm -hmm. but it's deadly serious, I assure you. No, I'm sure it is. You see, my husband, Warner Bates, died three months ago. Mm -hmm. He was a very strange man and believed devoutly in many forms of mysticism. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, he, he built this house as a monument to his beliefs and, and filled it with secret passages and rooms and steps that lead nowhere. Why not move out? Well, I'll be perfectly honest. It's because of the money. Oh, oh. In his will, Warner stipulated I was to live in the house for a period of three months following his death. Three months is up tomorrow. And it doesn't help that Warner is buried in the basement vault. What's he doing? Watching Benny's money? Well, he, he had a crypt built in the cellar, and a, a key, the only key to it, was placed in his coffin. Mm. What's supposed to happen tonight? Well, it, let, let me tell you the whole story. Uh, a month ago, I began to hear the strangest things in the house at night, and I found food half-eaten on the kitchen table. Ever try setting traps? Well, the worst shot came when I went to the cellar a few days ago. I found footprints in the dust, naked footprints, leading to and from the crypt. Maybe he had to take a shower. Oh, please, please let me finish. On his deathbed, Warner swore he'd visit me at the end of the third month, and if he could, take me with him back to the spirit world. Oh, and tonight is the night. Yes. Mm. Oh, at first, I, I didn't think it would get me, but... Oh, I'm scared. Really scared. Yeah, well, uh, now look, baby. Let's get off this mystic kick. Who inherits if you don't live up to your requirements? Well, that's just it. No one. That is, no person. That The money goes to charities and schools. Mm -hmm. Mr. Anderson, the executor of the estate, says the will is foolproof, legal, and binding. Either I live in the house until noon tomorrow or forfeit the inheritance. So what you wanted me to do is hang around tonight and see that hubby doesn't go death walking. Yes, that's right. Uh, you don't have to be there till dark, but, oh... Don't be any later than that. Say, six o'clock? Uh, excuse me. Diamond Detective Agency. Freewheeling corpses. Ask the man who kills one. Uh, Rick. 
When are you going to stop those awful slogans? Oh, hello, Helen, baby. Got to call you back, got a client. Oh, all right. Is she pretty? I don't know. I'm parked behind a curve. What? Oh, forget it. I'll call you back. Bye. Now, uh, uh, Julia, uh, you better go on home. Where's your broom? Broom? Do you think I look like a witch? Mm, you don't look like one. More like the good fairy if she'd heard about men. Now, you fly on home, sweetheart, and I'll see you at six. Uh, don't be late. I'll be there with bones on. I tried to uncurl my toes and get my mind on business. Thinking of my spook client didn't seem to help, but it was, uh, business. It was getting pretty late in the afternoon, so I put the office to bed for the night, picked up a bite to eat, and went over to the 5th Precinct to keep a coffee date with Lieutenant Levinson. When I walked into the squad room, I spotted Sergeant Otis with his nose in a book. Oh, hello, Otis. What's with the book? Don't tell me you're learning to read. Hey, uh, hello, Shamus. Uh, how's tricks? The book, Sergeant. What's the book? A book? Oh, what book? Oh, uh, uh, Lieutenant's inside. He said for you to go right in when you came. Otis, uh, tell Uncle Richard about the book. Well, it's just a book. Here, I was trying to improve myself. Well, don't feel ashamed, Otis. You've got reason to do that. Yeah, very funny. I see. Hmm. The art of graceful dancing. Otis. Well, what's wrong with me dancing, Shamus? I... I don't want to be no social outcast. Dancing? Well, maybe. But graceful? Otis, you couldn't be graceful even if your feet did match. Tell you what, though. I'll give you a hand. Now, just open your arms and pretend you have a dame. Go on. I'll start you on a waltz. Well, okay. Da, da, dee, dee, dum. Tweet, 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 tweet. Da, da. Oh, no, 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 Otis. You look like an elephant with sprained ankles. Now, try again and close your eyes. Yadadum dee 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 Otis, put me down. Oh, oh, yeah, I'm sorry, Lieutenant. I thought you was a dame. You what? Oh. I mean, I had my eyes closed. I was dancing. Oh, Lieutenant, the shamas talked me into it. Rick, would you mind telling me what you were doing? Saving Arthur Murray ulcers. Yeah, well, come on in and get some coffee. And Otis. Yeah? Shut up. Shall I pour? Uh, please do. You know how I like mine, Walt. Yeah, no cream, 12 lumps. Uh, better change that. I would think so. Okay, how many? Make it 14. Your coffee's stronger than mine. It's not so strong, Rick. Here. Mm, thanks. You better bite that spot off the desk. The varnish is beginning to smoke. Your jokes aren't any better. Gonna stick around for the heart game tonight? I can't, Walt. I've got a client with a house full of spirits. What? The dead kind. With you on the job, there'll be corpses jumping out of every window. Uh, yeah. Well, if they start, I'll give you a call. I know, I know. Why don't you give up being a detective, Rick? Play postman or something. Walt, you just don't seem to appreciate my favors. Uh, uh-oh, I'm getting late. It's nearly six. It's a peaceful night, Rick. See if you can't keep it that way. Oh, sure, Walt, sure. This is one night you can take it easy. Uh, give me two more lumps, please. <laughs> Leaving Walt and heading to the Bates house, I was feeling as happy as a bird in a hat full of worms. I had a hundred bucks to stall off the landlord, a lovely red-headed girlfriend with curves, and a spook client with, uh, trouble. Everything great. Then the storm began to blow up. 
It had started to rain when I saw the Bates house on Temple Street. A big, ugly house straight out of a horror story with gables and shuttered windows. And as if that wasn't enough, I was met at the door by a butler who was a tiny thing, about seven feet tall and 300 pounds, with a face like the devil with a hangover. Come in. Oh, uh, yeah, I wanted to see uh, Mrs. Bates, of course. You are Mr. Diamond. She left word with you? I need no word. I am the seventh son. Of a what? The seventh son. Of a... Oh, no, this could go on forever. Okay, lead on. The name is Kane. Yeah? How's your brother? Well, forget it. Where's your... Uh, Mrs. Bates? In the drawing room. This way, sir. Cozy little mausoleum. What time do the ghosts come out? Usually right after the vampires. Sir. Oh, dandy. I hope they have an early show. Oh, it will be soon enough, sir. The dead are restless tonight. Maybe if I rocked them to sleep, I... Got a rock? Mrs. Bates. Mr. Diamond. Oh, thank you, Kate. Uh, hello, Rick. How, how do you like my house? Oh, it's, uh, it's lovely. What do you use for doorknobs? Heads? And what's with the big zombie? You didn't mention him. Kane? Oh, he's a fixture around here, but mm. I get frightened more when he's around than when he's gone. Oh, well, now you take it easy, baby. Come on over and sit down and let me chase those fears away. Oh, that is an idea. Name me a better. Uh, can I fix you a drink? Oh, I, I think I'll take a glass of milk, sir. Here you are. Oh, now, hey, look, Crusher, put a bell around your neck or something. One more surprise like that, and you'll be best man at a funeral. My apologies. Your milk, sir. Yeah, thanks, sir. Come on, Julia, let's get back to where we were. And you, Kane, you... Hey, where'd he go? Rick. Rick, there it is. Huh? Yeah. But, but that's the way it starts. Listen. It's the stairs to the cellar. Someone's climbing them. What? Oh, it's probably Kane. You wanted me, sir. Kane? Then who... You wait in here, Julia. I'll go out and get our nosy friend. Uh, the, the cellar door is at the end of the hall. I left Julia looking as nervous as a one-legged man walking a tightrope and took off down the long hall. There was only one door, the one to the cellar. So I opened it and flipped on the switch. I was moving my ankles down the creaking steps when I heard trouble. <coughs> what the devil? Julia! Julia! Are you hurt? What is it? Rick! Rick, over there in the closet. A, a dead man! A de Oh, no. There's no dead man in here. I saw him, Rick. I swear there, there was a man in there. He was all bloody, and there was a big knife in his chest. Oh, but you must have been mistaken. About a corpse, Rick. He was there. Oh, I don't see it. Oh, wait a minute. What? You're on the floor, bloodstained. You see, there was a man in there. Hmm, this is blood, all right. But where'd the body go? He couldn't have been moved that fast. Unless... Where's Kane? Right here, Mr. Diamond. But I did not move the dead one. No? Where were you just now when Julia screamed? Having tea with a vampire? No, I was in the kitchen, sir. Do not be mystified, Mr. Diamond. Accept the fact that you are in a house controlled by the other world. There's been a murder, Kane, and that brings it into this world. Uh, who 
you calling? A real-life cop who likes to know about dead bodies kicking around. Lieutenant Levin's an homicide. Walt, Rick. Oh, no. I know that tone. Where's the body? I wish I knew. Come on over to 209 East Temple Street. Wait. What do you mean you wish you knew? Is there a body there? Well, it's here someplace. Now, don't argue. Get over here. Wait, wait. And hurry. Now, Kane, you can go back to the kitchen, but stay there. Don't roam around. As you wish, sir. Now, Julia, baby, we're going to do some investigating. Uh, investigating? That's right. I got a big yen to see what's in that vault downstairs. And this time, I'm taking you with me. But, Rick, it's locked. I hope so, but I'm not making book. You, you mean you think it may actually have been Warner come back from the dead? And then kill that man, I mean? Right now, I don't know what to think. I wouldn't be surprised to run into Dracula sitting on top of the Wolfman. Here's the basement. Hey, who turned out the light? I know I turned it on before. Yeah, that's better. Come on. Oh, Rick, it's cold down here. Oh, hurry, Rick. I'm getting scared. No, I don't like the feel of it myself, but I want to check this vault. See? See the footprints there in the dust? I see them, but I don't believe them. Not yet. Yeah, I'll try the door of the vault. <gasps> Why, it's unlocked. Yeah, and look what's inside. Kaufman is empty. It's empty, all right, and it's open. Well, are you going inside? Uh, no, no, I, I think I'll stay out here. <gasps> the light! Rick, who put out the light? It wasn't Edison, baby. We got company. Julia, I told you I'd come back for you. What? Hey, what is this? I am dead. Oh. You know who I am, don't you, Julia? Yes. Hmm? Yes, I, I know it's you, Warner. I'm coming for you tonight, Julia. I will appear at nine o'clock. I'd better set my watch. Be prepared to meet me, Julia, at nine o'clock. No, no, Warner, no, no. Take it no. easy, baby. Rick, you down there? Oh, hallelujah. Yeah, well, turn on the lights. Sure. There, they're on. Rick, what are you doing? Oh, a blonde. I should have known well, do come upstairs and join us. We're coming, Walt. Now, what is this all about, Rick? In a minute, Walt. Otis, help Mrs. Bates into the living room. She's pretty shaken up. Sure, Shamus. Come on, lady. Now, what is all this about, Rick? Now, come on back downstairs with me, Walt, and get your gun out. Somewhere in this cellar is a dead man with a lousy sense of humor. searched the long cellar but good while I briefed Walt on the events of the evening. Neither was much of a success. Walt didn't believe me, and our ghost remained a ghost. As we went back up into the living room, I was at a point where I didn't believe the things myself. They couldn't have happened, but they had. Hey, uh, Otis, where did Mrs. Bates go? She went upstairs to pack Shama, said she was going to leave. Leave? And give up her dough? Oh, for Pete's sake, she can't... Not just because of this ghost house. Ghost house? Oh, this is the wackiest yet. Rick, if I didn't know you were so... Walt, do I look like I'm happy about these things? I'm at a point where I'm believing in spooks and spirit worlds and dead men who talk from out of nowhere. Yeah, so the Shamus is afraid of spooks. This I'm loving. Otis. Yeah, I know, Lieutenant. Shut up. Did I say that, Otis? Well, no, Lieutenant. What do you want me to do? Shut up. Oh, oh. Gee, I wish I had a glass of... A glass of water, Sergeant. (laughs) 
Oh, come out from behind that chair, Otis. It's only Kane. Who's he? Well, didn't he let you in? No, we found the door open. When we rang and no one answered, we came in. Oh, did you? Hey, Kane, where were you? Didn't you hear the doorbell? I knew the door was open, Mr. Diamond. And I was busy. Like maybe playing ghost? No, sir. Baking a cake. Cake? Oh, swell. I'm all packed. Will you take me to a hotel? Now, Julia, look, you can't leave. Think of the money. Money or no money, I'm getting out of here, Rick. That was Warner's voice, and I, I, I just don't have the nerve to stay. Oh, but look, baby, you know there aren't any such things as ghosts. Do I? You were in the cellar with me. You heard him. And did you find anybody down there afterwards? Well, no, but... Well, just a minute, Mrs. Bates. You saw a murdered man earlier this evening, didn't you? You know I did, in that closet. Yeah, well, until I find out who he is and who killed him, you don't leave this house. But, 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 Warner... I'm sorry, Julia. We'll protect you, but you can't leave. Otis, take Mrs. Bates into the library and make her comfortable. Hey, Yellowton, come on, Mrs. Bates. Well, oh. Now, Rick, enough is enough. How could there have been a body in that closet one minute and not the next? Where did it go and why? Well, how the devil should I know? She saw it, screamed, I ran back, opened the closet, and it was gone. Oh, great. Now, come on. I want a better look at that closet. Well, it looks all right. Wonder how it sounds. Use your gun butt on the walls. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is it. Yeah, but where's the latch? Must be some way to open this section. Try those hooks. Yeah. No, no, not them. Maybe this rack. Secret room, just like in the movies. Oh, oh, there he is. Yeah, we found the corpse, Walt. And how he disappeared so fast. Oh, some mess. Blood all over him. Walt, hey, this is no corpse. What? Oh, now, don't start that. No? Well, look at it closer, Walt. It's a dummy. Well, I'll... It is. A wax dummy with blood smeared on it. No wonder I wasn't meant to see it. Oh, this is it. I'm getting out of this crazy house. Corpses that talk, corpses that aren't corpses. I've had enough. This is just plain ridiculous. Now, wait, Walt. Someone planted this dummy, and someone is trying to scare Mrs. Bates out of this house. That same someone is in this house right now, and if he isn't stopped, it may mean her murder. How are you feeling, Julia? I'm exhausted, Rick, but I... I... We found the body, Julia. It was a dummy. A dummy? Well, then... Then there wasn't any murdered man? No, this whole thing is a bluff, even that voice in the cellar. Oh, no, that couldn't be. That was Warner's voice, Rick. I know it was. And he's not in his coffin. I know, baby, and I think that's all phony, too. Now, tell me, who knew that only key in the coffin business? Well, just myself. And, and Mr. Anderson. Anderson? Oh, that's right. You remember, he was Warner's lawyer. Oh, yeah. How about Kane? Did he know of the key? Well, I don't know, Rick. He may have Warner confided in him a great deal. Rick, this isn't getting us any place. Come with me. Otis, you stay with Mrs. Bates. Yellowtop. All right, Walt. What are we going to do? Grill the dummy? Go ahead. Be funny. But I want to search this whole house. Oh, Walt, this place is a nut house full of secret rooms and hocus pocus. It'll take two maps and a Ouija board to get around in it. Well, I'm going to get around in it. And up these stairs is as good a place as any to start. Hello, Walt. Oh, stairs that lead to a blank wall. Rick, that's too much. Now, would you stop playing games? Playing games, he says. Oh, where is my bicarbonate? Here you are, Lieutenant. Ah. Sorry to be late. Where's the thunder, Kane? You're Mr. Q. Will there be anything else, sir? I don't see how, sir. 
Not unless Frankenstein drops in for a game of jacks. I doubt if he will. Tonight it's at his house, so... I'll be on hand if you need anything. We won't. Go on back to your embalming. Come on, Walt. You feeling okay? I'll never feel okay again. Rick, I've stood for your getting me mixed up in some crazy cases, but this night I'll never forget. Oh, don't quit on me now, Walt. We still have to find that spook and keep Julia from being killed. How? Please, tell me how. Look, he said he was going to appear at 9 o'clock tonight to take her to the spirit world with him. Yeah, well, I'll get a squad down here to see that he doesn't. No, no, Walt, wait. He'll never show up if we're all hanging around, right? Well, yeah. And the only way we can catch the ghost is for him to show up, right? Yeah, go on. So what do we do? So we pretend to leave, make a big fuss about giving the whole thing up. Then we sneak back in and hide. We wait and see if he shows up, and when he said he would, and if he does, we nab it. Case closed. Well, it sounds screwy, but to wind this case up, I'll buy anything. Where do we hide? We'll get Julia to wait in the living room. We'll sneak back and hide in that secret room behind the closet. If the ghost shows, we can grab him as soon as he gives himself away. And I think he'll show. After getting Julia to agree to the idea, Walt, Otis, and I made a big thing about leaving the house. Then we sneaked back in and hid in the secret room back of the living room closet. The closet door was open enough so we could see Julia pretending to read on the couch. And for the next few centuries, we waited. Waited for a dead man to keep a date. What time is it, Rick? It's two minutes to nine. If he's going to show, it won't be long. Hey... You think a dead man really can come back to life? If you don't shut up, Otis, I'll give you a personal chance to try. I wish he'd hurry. Yeah. Well, it's just time now. I hope Julia plays her part okay. She looks pretty nervous. No, why would she be nervous? She's only waiting for a dead man. A phony dead man, Walt, I hope. Now, don't you start believing in ghosts. You know there aren't any such things. Rick, the lights went out. Shh, listen. I told you I would come for you, Julia. It is nine o'clock. Oh, Warner, please, please don't take me out. I don't want to die. Rick, that's him. Wait a minute, Walt. I am the dead, Julia. I am your husband. Yes, yes, I know you, Warner. You must leave this house, Julia. Come on, Walt. Right. And now let's be quiet. Oh, I will. I know enough not to make any noise. What was that? Rick! Rick, hurry! Come on, let's grab him. We all took off after the ghost. It led us on the screwiest chase yet, in and out of the secret passages, upstairs, and then back downstairs again. Trying to lay hands on him is like trying to swat a fly with a piece of string. He finally made a break for the outside door. Then, not to be outdone, I made like a big athlete. Hey, that was a pretty nifty tackle, Simon. Rick, Rick, you okay? Yeah, as soon as I get this hood off, I'm going to have a few words of this spook. There. He's out cold. Oh, just bring Mrs. Bates in here. Oh, okay. Come on, you. Wake oh. up. Who is he? I don't know. Come on, wake up. Oh. Before I make a real ghost out of you. Okay. Okay, don't hit me anymore, please. Yeah. Here she is, Lieutenant. Mrs. Bates, do you know who this man is? What? Why, it's Warner's lawyer, Mr. Anderson, the executor of the estate. Sure, baby, had to be. All right, Buster, what's the story? Oh, all right, all right. It was the money. If I could get Julia to break the will, I, I had a dummy charity set up so I could get the estate. He's all yours, Walt. Wrap him up. It'll be a pleasure. Otis, put the cuffs on him. Take him out of here. Yeah, Lieutenant. Come on, Spooky. 
Well, that takes care of that. Hey, what about Kane? He must have known about all this. Of course I knew, Lieutenant. But I did not wish to intrude. Those who interfere with the dead pay their own penalty. Lose their haunting license? <laughs> Nothing. Oh, sir, my cake is done. Would you like some? It's devil's food. No, thanks. I'll skip it. With nuts? Ah. Uh, Julia, walk me to the door. Well, of course, Rick. I'll leave you with Kane, Wall. Tell him a ghost story. Feeling all right, baby? Oh, yes, much better. I'm fine now that I know there's nothing to be afraid of. Tomorrow I'll be moving into an apartment. Uh, will you come and see me? We have things to talk over. Like what, honey? Like sharing a mood. You know, just the two of us. With that, she reached up and showed me what she meant with a big smoochie. Oh, I'd have probably stuck around, but I was afraid the house would be too disturbing. I wouldn't have minded having to get up to chase the bats out of the room, but with Kane showing up every time I wanted something, well, that could have led to complications. So I left Walt and Otis to clean things up, bid a not-too-fond farewell to Kane, and went from the house of horror to the one that was full of redhead and a piano. The redhead was wearing a red dress with a new... Uh, uh, you know what I mean. Well, didn't think you were going to make it. Uh, I had a tough case tonight, honey. Thought I might not get away at all. Mm -hmm. I bet you did. Why, Helen, baby, all of a sudden you sound suspicious. Without any effort, darling. Especially when it comes to blondes. Uh, blondes? You mean girls? Girls. Blonde girls with hair like this on your lapel. Oh. And the lipstick on your cheek and the look in your eyes. Oh, you know how it is, honey? Brilliant detective saves client's life and fortune. She had to be grateful. <laughs> Brilliant detective. You keep on making me so jealous of you, and one of these days the world is going to lose a brilliant detective. No. Someone going to rub out Sam Spade? Oh, what's the use? Oh, now, baby, don't be mad. Come on, let's next. No. I'm upset and I'm unhappy. And if I sing, will you be happy again? No, no. Well, I'll try. I'll sing my riddled head off. I need your love so badly. I love you oh so madly. But I don't stand a ghost of a chance with you. I thought at last I'd found you, but other loves surround you, and I don't stand a ghost of a chance with you. If you'll surrender just for a tender kiss or two. You might discover that I'm the lover meant for you, and I'd be true. But what's the good of scheming? I know I must be dreaming, but I don't stand a ghost 
have a chance with you. Happy? Yes, and uh... You'll be neck? No. No, it's still early enough to catch a late show. Well, if I take you to the show? Uh, yes. Okay. What's the show you want to see? Oh, it's a wonderful horror picture full of spooks. The ghost talk. Oh, no, no, no. just heard Richard Diamond, Private Detective, starring Dick Powell. Helen was played by Virginia Gregg, Lieutenant Levinson by Ed Begley. Also in our cast were Wilms Herbert, Joan Banks, Paul Fries, and Robert Clark. Music was under the direction of Frank Worth. Portions were transcribed. Tonight's story was written by Herb Purdom and edited and directed by Blake Edwards. Dick Powell soon will be seen in the screen version of the best-selling novel, Mrs. Mike. Now, this is Tal Avery, inviting you to be with us again at the same time next week when we will again bring you Dick Powell as Richard Diamond, Private Detective. What's on NBC tomorrow? There's great comedy in store for you on the Phil Harris, Alice Faye show when Phil and Frankie go shopping for Alice's Christmas present. And there's excellent drama on Theater Guild on the air. Tomorrow, Richard Conti, Diana Lynn, and Shirley Booth will be starred in the Pulitzer Prize-winning play, Street Scene, on Theater Guild on the air. Thanks for joining us for 1001 Radio Crime Solvers. We always appreciate reviews and comments at Spotify. We bring new episodes every Sunday at noon Eastern Time, and Wednesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time. Until next time, everyone, stay safe, and we'll be back soon.